Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Wow, friends, nobody else could make that claim. Thousands of leaders have come and gone, many revered by their followers, but their graves are still full or their ashes have blown away. Only Christ has overcome death, resurrected to live again, and is on the right hand of God, Hebrews 1, verse 3. Today, we're going to talk about the Christ, the resurrection, and the life. But first, a thank you to our J. Webb for his kind introduction, and greetings to all of you, and thank you for joining us for our studies today here on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. Let's talk about Jesus Christ, the resurrection, and the life, as affirmed by the text of John 11, verses 18 through 27, that reads as follows. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, folks, let me pause here, and you know that Lazarus, their brother, has died. Jesus and the apostles have made their way to the house of Mary and Martha. Now, verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. This beautiful account of assurance and authority, oh, how wonderful! As this account in the life of Christ continues, we know that he raised Lazarus from the dead. Therefore, his authority and power came forth in raising the dead, affirming that he is the Christ, the resurrection, and the life. Now, for our study today, dear friends, we're going to look at Christ, the resurrection, and the life. We're going to look at the conviction of the resurrection of Christ, and yes, even the criticisms that came forth, and the comfort that prevails. But first, here's a little information about our work at International Gospel Hour. What's the quickest way to reach us? That's simple. Call our toll-free number 1-855-IGH-6988 to request free Bible study courses, to ask a question, or to make a comment. The number is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just leave your message and we will follow up as quickly as we can. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988. Or, if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988. Let's talk about the conviction of the resurrection of Christ. You know, our lesson text of John 11, 18-27, assures us and 
we know and believe that Christ was resurrected. Why, on the first day of the week, the declaration of the angel at the tomb said it all. In Matthew 28 and verse 6, He is not here, He is risen. He's risen. He's not in the grave. On the day of Pentecost, Peter's preaching was well pointed. I mean, it was clear, especially in Acts 2, 29-35, of the resurrection of Christ, and he said within that context that it wasn't David's tomb that was empty, but it was Christ's tomb. And again, Peter affirmed in verse 32, we are all witnesses. In other words, you know this, folks. You know that David's tomb is still full. And that's why it was not speaking of David and of his kingdom, but of the kingdom of Christ that would be established, that indeed was on the day of Pentecost, as his church. Peter affirmed, and here is the conviction, Jesus Christ is resurrected from the dead. That is a conviction that a person can grasp, and from that declaration and that conviction, can very well change their lives. We are assured this needs to be affirmed by our faith in Christ, responding to His command of repentance and confession and baptism, and His command to walk faithful within His church. The resurrection of Christ, the conviction is there. But number two, isn't it interesting of the criticisms that came forth about the resurrection of Christ? (laughs) You know, it's hard to believe, but... While Peter was preaching at that time, and even after Christ's tomb was found empty, it's hard to believe, but stories were circulated, and unbelief was prevalent about the resurrection. But they were addressed by the teaching of Scripture that has the authority of Christ within. Here here we go. Let's think about this. Jesus rebuked his apostles because they believed not those that saw him when he had risen. We note that from Mark 16 and verse 14. But on Pentecost, the apostles had no problem affirming his resurrection. The criticism was addressed. While they failed to believe, we understand that as the apostles were guided by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit would guide them what they would preach and what they would teach, and they affirmed and taught the resurrection of Christ. You see, this criticism was addressed Therefore, there is no further criticism. Some lied about the resurrection. You know, in Matthew 28 and verse 15, we learn how the soldiers received a large sum of money to say that Christ was stolen from the grave. Well, friends, let's ask this question. If that was the case, and we note those who were persecuted for the preaching of Christ in the New Testament, then why not present his body say it was all a hoax, and stop dying for Christ and the gospel. If, if there are individuals who are dying, present the body and save some lives and say, look, this is all a hoax. And, dear friends, would they not have searched for the body? And they didn't. Criticism addressed. The soldiers were paid off to lie. And even they said to the soldiers, we will back you up. In Acts 17 and verse 32, some years later, some mocked or sneered at the resurrection. But yet there were those who were converted to Jesus Christ through the preaching of Paul. The criticism is addressed. 
You know, when we go into 1 Corinthians chapter 15, some within the church, believe it or not, were even questioning the resurrection of Christ in the church. But in a moment, we're going to see Paul addressing these matters with words of comfort and correction. But first, when we study about Christ and what he called himself and how he defines himself, folks, we are delighted to further this study with a special classic edition of The Spiritual Sword. This is a long-time publication that we believe will be of encouragement to you in a study of Jesus and what he called himself. We have several free copies provided for us by the beloved friends at the Getwell Church of Christ in Memphis, Tennessee, that published The Spiritual Sword. Here is our J-Web of how you can receive your free copy of this study about Jesus Christ. For over 50 years, the spiritual sword has served as an excellent tool for reading and study. The spiritual sword brings into print some of the finest literary efforts of noted men in churches of Christ today. We at International Gospel Hour are blessed to share absolutely free a classic edition of this periodical with the theme, Jesus, What He Called Himself. This is a perfect companion to our study today. Again, we will send it absolutely free. Just call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and say, Spiritual Sword. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and say, Spiritual Sword. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Spiritual Sword in the message box. We'll send it very soon. And now, let's continue our study. Friends, as we draw near our study on the resurrection and the life, that being Jesus Christ, let's look at the comfort that is provided. Now, I want to approach this by considering what we would not have if Christ remained in the tomb. I want to return back to 1 Corinthians 15 that I mentioned a few moments ago of those that questioned the resurrection of Christ. Well, dear friends, if the resurrection of Christ had not happened, then preaching would be vain. That's verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 15. I mean, why would you even listen to me today? Or for that matter, why would I even be doing this? The comfort with the hope of the gospel message is great. Colossians 1.23, it tells us we need to change things within our lives. You know, our faith would be vain if it was not for the resurrection of Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 15, verses 14 and 17. I mean, why believe in one who is still in the tomb? And even then, could we believe in the omnipotence, the almighty power of God who cannot raise Christ? What a comfort to know that the tomb is empty and God is all-powerful. The apostles would be known as false witnesses. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 15. And for that matter, why even read the Bible? We've questioned everyone else in the Bible. But, you know, we have comfort knowing the apostles were not false witnesses. They preached what God instructed them to preach through the Father, or rather from the Father, through the Son, through the Spirit, and we have that in written form today, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. A number of passages that give us comfort of the assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. To God be the glory.
1 Corinthians 15 continues by mentioning how the Christian would still be in sin if the end of, if Christ had not resurrected. And the life that is now, well, we have something to look forward to if we are Christians. There are many more things that could be listed here. But, dear friends, the resurrection and the life, the conviction therein, and the comfort that it affords overrides any criticisms. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me in our study today. I'm Jeff Archie with the International Gospel Hour. And, dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God, we pray.